Hey, betting in the bubble listeners, how are you going? Uh, this is a quick podcast. I just want to talk about mostly one series in particular, and that series is the Rockets series. Firstly, I just acknowledge the good thing that happened today, the Black Lives Matter protest, obviously over the recent shooting that seemed completely unnecessary. If someone doesn't follow instructions, that doesn't mean you get to kill them. Police should very rarely discharge their weapons. Shooting seven times is completely unnecessary. And you are not God and there is no death penalty. Nothing warrants the death penalty. So, yeah. Been completely poor practice on the police department's behalf. And I'm not going to speak on it any further. Good thing that the players did and they stood up. And... There obviously is a lot of bubbling um, pressure on the players and confusion and anger. I think a lot of them are feeling like they're trapped and they're performing. They're a distraction. And it's going to potentially alter the whole history of the league. And, you know, it. when we look back in time, there'll be two things. We'll look back at these games and we'll say, wow, Luka Doncic scored 42. And we'll be, wait, why was there no crowd? Well, there was this coronavirus happening. I'm saying this is in 30 years. We couldn't, we couldn't have live crowds. And then what, why does that guy have how many more on his back or justice or I am a man? And then it would become a history lesson on the movement that was happening in America about radical social justice towards black rights. So I think personally they're doing a good thing and they're doing the right thing by playing with a message, not just playing because there's no point in just playing, playing and doing good for black communities. Like the fact that the NBA is covering the delivery fee for black-owned businesses on one of the food delivery, like Postmates, something like that. So it's good. It's a positive thing. George Hill was outward and open about his frustration with the bubble and how he felt playing. And um, he sort of supposedly sprung it. The Bucks sort of sprung it on the league that they were going to do this. And I honestly think the Bucks would have been happy to just receive a loss. I think they're comfortable where they are in their series. Not that that's what matters. They just wanted to have an impact and they sort of, there was a bit of frustration from the players. This is all third party knowledge. I obviously do not know. On, from the players about what the Bucks did because they just sort of sprung it on everyone. Obviously, everyone would have supported their decision, but they just want to be a bit more of a part of it so they could have potentially prepared their own protests. I'm assuming, and I'm not going to tip anything for tomorrow, but I'm assuming Clippers, etc. will all do the same thing tomorrow in their games. So it's a bit like 
this is like, you, I'm not comparing these two scenarios, but when Kobe passed, every team had one game where they did the eight-second violation, the 24-second violation to honour Kobe. I don't see the other teams tomorrow not... I don't see them playing because it would seem like they're putting a stand against BLM, which definitely just won't happen. So I doubt there'll be any NBA games tomorrow either. That does have impact on certain series. Again, that's not what matters. If I was to give an example, someone like Damian Lillard, who was ruled out for Game 5, might be able to play in the game now that it's in an extra two days' time. Similar situation for Paul Zingas and a bunch of other players. That's not what matters. I just want to speak about the Thunder Rockets series, and in particular the Rockets losing Game 4 when they hit like their first eight threes, and then they miss like 22 straight after that. The Rockets are designed in such a way that they can beat literally anyone on probability and mathematics, and they can lose to literally anyone. So all they do is you have to help on Harden, whether it's a double team, you collapse on him, or whatever. If you do not help and you try to cover Harden one-on-one, he will score on you. He will get free throws. He will score on you in such an efficient manner that you cannot output on your offensive end what he can do on his offensive end one-on-one. So what do you do defensively? You double and you force him to pass the ball and the, you leave shooters open and then the Rockets shoot open threes. They're gambling that they're going to make more of those threes than you're going to make back on the other end. So in the Thunder game, we saw them competitive game, but the Rockets had also missed. They shot a record amount of threes. They shot like, oh, yeah, this is could be slightly wrong, but it could have been 57 threes, including a full court three on the buzzer. But they missed something like 22 straight. And uh, that's just the variability and the maths that they bring to every game. And the reason they play this way is because that same scenario, those 22 open looks... If they shoot 50%, that's an extra 12 points, and that's the swing that can help them beat a better team like the Lakers or whoever. Because no one in the league, with the way that fouls are called now, can guard Harden, so they're always going to get those shots, and it's just up to them hitting those shots on the other end. Another thing, everyone's counting out the Rockets as if they're like, your experiment doesn't work. I said earlier on, yes, they do become predictable, But the whole reason they got rid of their center was to open things up for Russell Westbrook. The Russell Westbrook-James Harden combination wasn't working. What do we do? Create more space for Westbrook because him going to the rim is even more unstoppable than Harden. He doesn't have the same ability to shoot threes or anything else like that. But just his physicality, his athleticism, and his explosiveness makes him so hard to defend. So the fact that they don't have a center now and they also don't have Russell Westbrook is completely underrating the Rockets. And now people are thinking that the Thunder are better than the Rockets. They really are not. Russell Westbrook, it's a two-man team, and their second man isn't there. And if they want to play in this particular style, where they just have five out and one person is penetrating, either Harden or Westbrook, when Harden's doing it on his own, he's going to be less efficient because he's tired. And when Westbrook's not there, when Harden's on the bench, no one's doing it. 
So then you're just running this team without a these fucking dog. You're just running a team without a center that isn't fully functional. So I don't know about Westbrook's health, but when and if they do go to a Lakers series, they can be much more effective. And that's their whole gamble. They they in a seven game series they beat you once because James Harden pops off. They beat you once because you have a bad game. And then you have a good game, and that's when they want a time. That's the same game that they randomly, the odds are in their favor. Instead of shooting 33% or 35%, whatever the team average is in the NBA from three, they hit those extra three or four threes. They shoot 40, 45%, and then they win a game they're not supposed to. And that's the gamble, and that's what we saw against one of the best teams ever assembled, the Golden State Warriors. They took them to seven. And in that game seven, they crapped out and they missed all the threes. Now, is there something that is impacting that? Like you're saying, we gambled, we took open threes, and we missed in a big game. It's just maths. That's how we lose. Is there an external factor that impacts it? No, it's not just math. Because guess who's taking those threes? Austin Rivers. And he's spineless and he's just not going to show up in a game seven. That's sports. And that's sort of the internal unknown that you cannot predict. There's nothing that tells us that Luka Doncic, who is an average three-point shooter, is going to hit this long step-back three. But also, if you could pick anyone in the team to take it, you're picking Luka. You're not picking the best three-point shooter in the team, Stefan Curry. That's the unknown in sports. It's the clutch factor. It's the X factor, the superstar factor. That's why teams play so much for these players. Otherwise... Yeah, anyway, I won't go too much into it. So, there's no prediction on this pod because my prediction is that no one plays tomorrow. Uh, the NBA's done a good thing. I just wanted to podcast to talk about the Rockets mostly. Another thing is, with the headspace of these players, it really does make it a little unpredictable. Paul George had a particularly um, sort of eye-opening statement about how he felt in the bubble. I'm going to get it up for you right now. Uh, it was about his mental health, and he essentially said, I completely checked out. The bubble left him in a dark place. Before the breakout game, Paul George says he was in a dark place due to the isolation of the bubble, and it was a little bit of everything. I don't know. I can't get the actual quote, but basically he said he was in a bad headspace. He didn't want to be there. Now, when you have a, another, it's, a, it's a similar to the Rockets. You've got a two-man punch, but you have a bit of a deeper team around them and one of them's not firing at all, that makes a huge impact. And if George Hill is feeling this way for the Bucks, obviously he's not a Paul George, but all these things, they become unknowns, you know? It is a certain player on a certain team feeling a particular way that's going to com- swing a com- like a complete series. So, you know, for all we know, the NBA players have been in it from the start. The Lakers and Clippers have said, we're going to get to the Western Conference Finals, and then guess what? We're not going to play at all. And that's going to be our statement. We're going to shake hands, stand together for Black Lives Matter. Who knows? But there's definitely the unknown in the bubble because it's a pressure cooker situation. It's like, is it incarceration? I'm not here to talk about that. But... At a certain point, do you feel a bit like a, a jester performing for the masses and the people profiting the most are the, you know, billion-dollar corporations 
and ultimately you're becoming the distraction from the real issues. Because guess what's on the news? Lucas, step back. Guess what's not on the news? The truth. All right? Pretty woke podcast for betting in the bubble, but I don't know, just some things I wanted to say. And yeah, so when the so-called experts tell you that the Rockets uh, are not good, and then they love to have it both ways too. Eric Gordon is completely underrated and he's such a steal and he's such a valuable guy for them. And then the next time, Eric Gordon is hit or miss. Like, make your mind up, champions. All right, that's all I want to say. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. If you were looking for a tip, I'm sorry. Work hard and be good to your mother.